0: Vomiting rainbows.
1: This is episode 17. 17? 17, man. Wow. So this one we talk about a lot of family sorrow.
0: (laughs) A lot of sorrow, a lot of death, a lot of uh, things that will probably bum you out during this holiday season. But if you have a crappy family uh, and and you're kind of dreading the uh, the, the season, uh, listening to some of these stories, you'll kind of look at your
1: family and go, you know, not so bad. Not so bad. Yeah. So listen and enjoy. We've been doing this for quite a long time.
0: At least, at least uh, we we've been doing this longer than seventeen weeks because we had a couple weeks off. Yeah. in between there. So uh, yeah, man, that's like five months or something. Yeah,
1: crazy. It's a, it's a pretty good amount. I mean, I just just think about this back when you were kicking this idea around, and we sat and I think we talked to Tim Ferris. We talked to my buddy Ryan Vance. Yep. And we like kicked around all these ideas. And then finally, I was like, "Hey, you want to just do a podcast with me?" And you're like, "Okay,
0: yeah, 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 yeah." I <laughs> <And>, yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> and then and then the best part is you go, "Okay, we'll do this podcast." And you're like, "Uh, what's the podcast going to be?" And I'm like, I'll, "I'll come up with something." Yeah. And well, then of course I took you down the rabbit hole of my dark psyche.
0: Exactly. Exactly.
1: Which which I which I
0: enjoy. It's actually <laughs> it's 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 been interesting so far, and it's it's kind of fun to talk about things that really no one's talking about. And that's kind of what you'd bring to the table, Doug. Is you know, kind of, uh, you know, let's just call it for what it is, horrific stories.
1: Horrific stories. You know,
0: um, but, uh, you know, we, we shed some light on it. We, we learn a lot. I've learned a lot. Yeah. And uh, it's interesting to examine sometimes the, the dark side of life.
1: Well, yeah. And uh, the other thing, too, is, you know, we, I mean, this whole podcast is where I find a bunch of stories and I try and shock the crap out of Mike. Um, and he really knows nothing about what I'm going to throw in his face tonight. Um, and I think that's kind of what makes it more intriguing for Mike because he just looks at me and he's like, how are you going to crush my soul tonight? (laughs) So why, why don't, why don't we just, uh, hop right into your favorite town? So, uh, we've talked about this town before. It's, uh, Albuquerque,
0: Albuquerque, New Mexico.
1: And Mike went and crashed a, uh, uh, birthday party for the lead singer of filter yeah is that in
0: albuquerque yeah that was in albuquerque exactly right patrick is that his name? Yeah, patrick um yeah yeah i've been in albuquerque and it's uh it's a pretty interesting uh pretty interesting city
1: yeah so you you went you went and uh you got to find out that albuquerque is a little wacky
0: it's a little wacky i, I would say there's probably uh a large amount of methamphetamine use. That was just kind of the vibe I got. I could be totally off, but right. I don't think I am. Um It seemed kind of like uh, you know, people people were getting by, but there there seemed to be you know, kind of. Uh, I'm not I'm not saying that the, a lot of the areas are like shanties, right. but it kind of is. I mean, a, a lot of like uh kind of you know, burnout houses and just kind of um you know, a lot of graffiti everywhere, and it's, it's you know, I mean, there's nice parts of Albuquerque. You don't get me wrong. I just didn't find them.
1: Right, right. <laughs> he, well, I mean, to be fair, how many nights were you there? Like,
0: I was only there one night. Right. Yeah, and I was out of my head.
1: And and you, I I don't know if, how many times have you gone back?
0: Uh, I have not gone back.
1: Why? It was just, yeah. I mean, a night hanging with Filter and a in a bar, like party bar.
0: Yeah, I'm not. You know, I'm not. I'm not. I'll I'll, I'll I will probably go through Albuquerque at least once or twice more in my life. Okay. But, uh, you know, I, I haven't. Had, there's been no calling. There's been no reason to go there
1: other than Albuquerque itself. Which, exactly. Right. Okay.
0: So, I, I, I best, the, the best way I could describe Albuquerque is I'm pretty sure I could bring like my guns there uh, and just start opening fire on a car, like an abandoned car in the street, and no one would care.
1: No one, not, you wouldn't even, the cops wouldn't, come. people wouldn't even
0: blink. It'd be like, oh, guys, doing target practice, whatever. Like, it's yeah, just, like not a lot of law,
1: but, but try and get in on a birthday cake party. Yeah. And, with the guy from uh, Filter. Yeah. Yeah. And then you, you might get shut down. True. But, uh, you didn't didn't surprisingly so
0: what's going on in albuquerque
1: so you know what do you what do you usually do when like say you're dating a girl and she says you know what you can't give my children any gifts i'd prefer you not and i'd prefer you kind of like stay back a little bit Mm. from you know my children because he you know in a relationship uh um, women who have children tend to like to keep their kids away from the people they're dating unless they're sure oh, that yeah. they're someone significant.
0: Yeah, I think that's pretty, I think most dudes understand that. I think that's kind of like just an yeah. unwritten rule. Like the woman has children, you kind of, you know, you basically don't exist until a very long time until she says it's okay.
1: So uh, this guy, George, uh, w- well, hold on. It's something, Wech, you de- it's, some-
0: it's something you definitely talk about before you give them gifts. Like, yeah. is it cool if I give, you know, gifts to your kids? Is it cool if I say hello to them?
1: Yeah, so this guy, George, wet I'm going to totally botch his last name, but it it's Wechler, um, decided that he would go over to um, his girlfriend's house um, and then uh, stay with the five-year-old, six-year-old, and nine-year-old um, and ambush uh his girlfriend when she got home.
0: We when you say ambush, what do you mean? Like surprise, it's your birthday, like like
1: Well, let's let's go with the theme of this podcast. Uh no, he he shot all the children.
0: Oh my god. And
1: then and then shot the uh girlfriend when she came home.
0: Because because she wouldn't let him buy them presents? Yeah. I mean there's got to be more to the story than this man. It can't, the people can't be that like reactionary. There's no way. What else happened here, Doug?
1: Yeah, well, so apparently he uh he was dating this woman. Um she decided that it probably wasn't going to work out and she asked him to kind of keep his distance for a little bit. Mm. Um, maybe she needed time to think or something of that nature. I'm sure she got red flags from this guy. Um, and so, uh, he said, well, I want to come and give them presents and, you know, just for the holidays. And she said, I'd rather you stay back from, from us for a little while. Yeah, chill
0: out. Uh,
1: I don't think that was in his mantra to chill out. (laughs)
0: George Weschler, yeah. yeah. doesn't sound like
1: it. No, so um, then he shot himself. Um, and unfortunately and fortunately, the mother lived. But she lost all of her children. Oh, man. Yeah. So um, let's get a little background on this guy. Uh, he, um, he was on uh, a bunch of, uh, well, first of all, the mother did everything she could. She jumped in front of her children, tried to protect them. Oh, okay. When she was ambushed. Got it. Uh, And uh, so um, this guy on five different dating sites states himself as a good man, loving, caring, caring, and loyal.
0: Just don't cross him.
1: Just don't cross him.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: He also wanted a woman who was uh, willing to act ridiculous right along with him.
0: So he's a wacky guy. Sounds like a fun-loving guy. He seems like a fun-loving
1: guy. Come on. Um, yeah, he, uh, apparently in a preliminary investigation, it revealed that the mother, uh, broke off the re- re- relationship and re- repeatedly asked him not to contact her or her kids.
0: Mm, how, how Now, how long was the breakup? Was it like fresh or was like, you know what I'm talking about? He, like,
1: it seemed like it was a little bit back, like a month or so ago.
0: Really? So this guy's just hanging on.
1: Yeah, he, he was, uh, yeah, he was definitely someone who got attached. So and how,
0: does it say how long they were dating? Like over a week, two well, weeks? Well let me
1: see. Maybe maybe I can maybe I can glean this from the article. I did not see it, I don't think, the first time.
0: No, not that, I mean, obviously it doesn't justify the guy's actions, but uh you know, I, I could see him being a little more emotionally invested in if they were had been dating for like five, six years. No,
1: it didn't seem like Nothing anything like that. like that at all. It doesn't say, but um he was a corrections officer. Uh, formerly, um, he worked as a correction officer until the local jail closed. Um, he, after that, he uh, was um, he got uh, a criminal history for stalking Jeez. before dating this girl. Yeah, and this goes back to kind of our our thoughts altogether on that idea of checking out people just a little bit of their history before. Well, this
0: is—it's it, interesting thing about the fact that the guy was a like a prison guard, right? So he's used to people being there when he needs them to be there. Like he's used—he's used to dealing with people in a really controlled environment, right? Right? Like like you're gonna be here when I, when I want you to be or You're gonna you're gonna do what I want you to do, right? So he's, he's used to controlling people, or or at least that that appeals to him in some sense. So all right. of a sudden, like you know, this girl's like, no, you know, I I don't want to do this anymore. He's like, What, what are you talking about? Like. This, we have a schedule here. We're supposed to go out on a date every Tuesday and Wednesday. Like, and then I, I let you out of your cage to go to the yard for a half hour. You know, like, so in his mind, you know, he's got this control. Like, all his, you know, his relationships, or at least in his work relationships, they're all based upon, you know, controlling someone's time and everything. So you can see where that could be a kind of a point of conflict for him, maybe psychologically, where all of a sudden he finds his this girl who's, like, wants to do what she wants to do and, like, live her own life. Right. You know? I'm, I mean, I, I be, I'm i not trying to, you know, I'm generalizing, obviously. Right. But that could have something to do with it, right? Well, I mean,
1: obviously, if he had an issue with stalking as well, he wasn't willing to take no for an answer.
0: What is up What is up with people, like, stalking people? I, 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 is it an obsession? Is it, um... I, I don't, like, I, I've always tried to understand that. Like, if somebody doesn't want your company... Following them around constantly and harassing them isn't going to change that. But but for some reason, like, is, is it is it like a chemically induced thing? Like, like, like do you, do you, can you explain this to me, Doug?
1: Well, according to this, stalking is uh, an unwanted or obsessive behavior towards a group or another person. Uh, and it's related mostly to intimidation and harassment. But, you know, I, I so feel like... It's like a
0: bullying type of behavior that people yeah, get validated
1: like, from? Yeah, it's like kind of bullying and... Uh, it seems like it's definitely rooted in something deeper. Insecurity.
0: Insecurity. Yeah. It just yeah. seems like so much effort. You know what I mean? I mean, like, like, I mean, thank God I've been married forever. But like, if, if I was like a single dude, like, it, I, I just look at all the effort that people put in just to have like a healthy relationship. To be a stalker and like constantly be rejected like that, and then have to go through all the effort of being all creepy. I mean, it just it
1: seems so exhausting to me. It's like, yeah, I think it's more like a fear thing. You yeah. know, like they they like to induce fear in others. Yeah, uh, but I'm not I'm not positive.
0: So it, it might not even be like they might not even like the person. They just they just like to scare the person.
1: Yeah, or if for some reason they become obsessed with them for no sane or logical reason. Yeah. So there's
0: a like there's definitely insanity to it, right? Yeah. Hear stories. Like I you know I've talked to girlfriends who have, have like wacky people like harass them and do all kinds of weird stuff, and it's
1: just. Well, remember, like, even Letterman had, like, he mocked openly on television his stalker. Yeah. And she, like, had said in several court documents that he would do certain things that would let her know on television that he was thinking about her. Yeah. And he would do those jokingly. Yeah. And that just, like, kind of set her on the path of thinking that he was still very interested.
0: Yeah, I've had, I've had, I've had a few kind of uh, in my radio career. I've had a couple like wacky wacky yeah. people drawn to me, um, but but for the most part, you know, like if it gets kind of out of line, you just kind of they've all kind of respected. Like, hey, dude, like this is this, I'm not comfortable with with your level of uh, uh, of uh, interest <laughs> maybe, in me. You know, maybe, what I mean, like maybe, I'm really maybe, a boring person. Like, you know,
1: but was it the the other thing is it doesn't necessarily seem to be like a um, like a like a, an attraction thing, it could be like I don't know if yours were females or males.
0: Uh, I've
1: had both actually. Yeah,
0: yeah, he, guys and girls. The guy, the guys, the, I don't know if they were really stalkers. I think they just, I think they just wanted to have sex with me, and they thought they thought I was gay. And right, I, and I was just like, no, dude, like, like you know, but <laughs> I had to, like I had to explain to them, like, yeah, like thanks, you know, I, like I like
1: that you're getting a little red right now. Yeah, I want to well, know. I want to know, know. Like, all right. Give me an example of like what was one that like went too far that you were like, all right, I need to pump the brakes on this.
0: Um, well, I mean, you know, I, I think uh, I. Well, there was there was one one girl, but she was like she was she was definitely like wacky, mm-hmm. and I go by no name on the radio, and she thought that I was a member of the Backstreet Boys. oh and I, did I ever, I've never told no. you this story. Oh my god, this is so, kind of awesome. So. She she was convinced that I was a member of the Backstreet Boys. I can see the look. Yeah, and that and so this is back in the '90s, mm-hmm. and and that's why I went by no name on the on the uh, on the radio. So she would call all the time and be like, "Oh, hey, you know, I, I saw you on this magazine, and you know, blah blah blah, and this and this and BSB, and you know, and then and I was like, oh, you know, okay, you know, yeah, you know, whatever, just kind of trying to be cool to her because you know, you right. just, whatever, you know. And then she started sending me like letters. And then she then she
1: started. Were they were they letters with like each letter cut out from a magazine? Pretty much. It, it wow. got pretty
0: crazy, and uh, and then she would call me up, and she'd be like, um, like she she got like super super sexual. Oh. And she'd be like, you know, you hear this sound, and be like, like kind of like a moist kind of like oh, you know like a like right. a like a you know. Uh huh. She's she's clearly uh, engaging herself. Right. And then she would be like. That, you know that's a that's a Milky Way, a frozen Milky Way, and like I'm thinking of you, and it's like this Ooh. stiff Milky Way, <laughs> and you know, and I just be like wow, you know, like it was just like whoa, this is I gotta go, you know, <laughs> and then she started sending me all the candy okay, candy wha- wrappers in the mail.
1: Oh, okay, first of all, with, why a Milky Way? And <laughs> I don't then know. Secondly, why
0: <laughs> she would like she she would call me and be like, I got a Milky Way here, and like I'm shaving my, you know, right. and then so like I would like you know a few days later, I get like in the mail like this like crazy letter. With like a Milky Way wrapper and like shaved pubic hairs. Oh, whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was, uh, whoa. Yeah, it was just like, whoa. So, <laughs> so, um, I think, I think I ended up asking her to send me a picture of herself. So she did. And then, and then I got like security involved. <laughs> like, I was like, this
1: person, if she comes within 50 feet of me.
0: Yeah. Or if you see this person, like, you know, hide your candy bars. Wow. Yeah. Weird stuff like that.
1: Yeah. Wow. That's, and then so how did it end? Did you just tell her she needed to back off or she um, just got the hint or I don't
0: you know I I'm trying to think I I, I think she just stopped calling which means she probably overdosed or something. I and mean, she was oh. she was clearly like you know out of her brains. You know, drugs and just, you know. Yeah. So I imagine she overdosed.
1: Is she overdosed on no name?
0: Exactly. She's going to handle it. She, couldn't she found handle. out the truth or she found out the truth that I wasn't in Backstreet the Backstreet boys and she was just
1: she was just, just let down and yeah. hurt. Yeah, and then moved on to a real Backstreet Boy.
0: Maybe you know, I mean that, that's the thing. I'm just I'm like I'm like a lame DJ. I can't imagine like the the kind of weirdness that like Justin Bieber goes through. Or these, you know what I mean? Like I, it's got to be so next level. Yeah, you know it's
1: well, like we talked about last time when the guy reached into the car and yeah. grabbed Bieber, just just to, to touch him. Yeah, to touch him. Yeah, that's 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 weird shit. Yeah. Yeah,
0: it's just it's the psychology of it is just it's so bizarre. But I think you're right. I think it's has to do with controlling insecurity, wanting to have people have fear. All that weird stuff, man.
1: Yeah, so this guy had previously before he committed suicide in, in with this this lady, um he had uh been transported to a hospital and went underwent a mental evaluation after uh threatening to commit suicide in November mm. of 2016. So, wow. I'm I'm guessing probably the same relationship. November
0: of 2016. That yeah. was like a month ago. Okay, exactly. so this is wow.
1: So he got out basically and then tried to give her presents and she's like, "Yeah, no. You need to you need to step back." Now,
0: should she've just let him give the presents. You know what I mean? Like 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 if you if you if someone's like super weirdo, like do you just kind of go, "Okay, dude, like drop off the presents
1: and just leave them somewhere and don't let the kids have them at all?" Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, you start messing
0: with someone's kids, man. That's like so, yeah.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, it's really hard to say at that point. Like, should she have gotten a restraining order, anything of that nature? And do these things even actually work? That's true. Orders? I
0: mean, and you got to think, like, you know, fast forward into, like, Hollywood movies, right? I mean, right. you know, if you have some guy that's, like, harassing you, like, like, what can you really do? Mm-hmm. Get the guy arrested, restraining order, move, get a new identity? I mean, I'm, I'm sure there are, there are people listening that know somebody who, like, had to change their entire life because of some creepy— Ex-boyfriend or some creepy psycho ex-girlfriend right. where they're just like, you know, the only way I'm going to get away from this is is to move to a small town and go by Derek. Right. And yeah. just, you know, started a whole new life. Yeah. What else do you do?
1: Yeah. I have no, I, like, I have no idea. Like these, the the scariest things are some of the stories that we've talked about before where these people have done these crimes and then they're going to get out of jail. Yeah. And the people who have survived them. Yeah. You know how how do they like protect their identity and you know, stay away from these people? And yeah, I I met a girl,
0: uh, and I, I this could be totally maybe I didn't understand what she was saying, but um, we were talking about the night stalker Richard Ramirez. Yeah, and she, and she was explain from what I understood of our conversation, she was basically saying that she she survived one of his attacks back oh my in the God. day. She was she was like a uh, Richard Ramirez survivor. survivor. Yeah. And I remember just going, oh my God, like just, it, it, I don't, I have no way to prove that what she was saying was truthful, but I mean, I, I definitely treated it like it was the truth and, and it was definitely shocking to me. It was like, wow, that is really, really intense, you know? And, um, but yeah, you know, like, I think she had to change her name and she had to like completely like, just because she was a victim of such a horrific high profile crime, yeah. you couldn't even get back, you know, onto her normal life. She had to like kind of reinvent herself. Um, just because of all the, the media
1: right. and everything. Yeah, I, um, I listen to a podcast called My Favorite Murder, and they often talk about the survivors. And some of the survivors have written into the show and and said, you know, I did survive this. I'm very happy now. I've actually, you know, moved on with my life, and um, I don't think about this person anymore. But, you know, those people are on death row. Yeah. So very different scenario. But you think
0: about like the local thug that like, you know, breaks into your house Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, maybe does a home invasion
1: or doesn't, or doesn't like they attempt to kill you and they don't. Yeah. And then they get less time yeah, and then they're allowed back out. And then maybe they want to, I like
0: to think that, um, I like to think that, uh, that criminals, some, some percentage of criminals, like, if they try to kill you, like, even the, even the most hardcore criminals, guys who are violent, say, say they try to kill you, Doug,
1: uh-huh.
0: that they even let things go at times. Like, they'll just be like, oh, yeah, man, I tried to kill that Doug guy. <laughs> like, they're focused on killing someone else. Like, they already tried to kill you. They went to jail for it. They're kind of like, all right, th- I tried to murder Doug. I'm just, you know, like, I'm pissed I didn't kill him. But, you know what, I don't want to go back to jail because of that guy again. I'm going to find someone else to kill. Like, like I think that's I think that happens more than they're just obsessed with one person. And they they're like, as soon as he gets out, he's going to come kill you.
1: So you feel like the Department of Corrections works um, to some extent. <laughs> yeah, right. I
0: think it does to some extent. I think I think a lot of people, you know, kind of rehabilitate and you know maybe come out and are just like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to kill anyone anymore because I shot that guy over drugs and I was high on whatever, and, right? You know what I mean? I think I think that happens a lot more where dudes kind of they spend some time in and they and they kind of reflect on it and they're like, dude, you know, I, I think when I get out, I want to. Try to try to live a life. You right. Know? I mean, I think there are those other dudes that are just, you know, they're just criminals, you know, yeah, but I, but I don't, I don't, I, I still in my, in my brain think that a lot of those dudes are just like, you know, the beef that they have with you where they tried to kill you. That was like the chapter of them, of them, you know, with dealing with you. They, and, hit, and then they when hit, they get bottom. out Yeah. And when they get out, they're going to go deal with some other stuff. Like they're not going to like dig up old bones, you know, unless it's something like a payback thing where they have to. Right. You know, where they're like, that's it. Like, I got to erase that guy no matter what. Vengeance, that kind of thing. Yeah. I think a lot of dudes, like, I think, like, you know, like, if, if some guy mugged me on the street once and went to jail for it, I think if you saw me walking on the street, I don't think you'd go, like, oh, there's that guy I mugged before. I'm going to go mug him again. Right. I, just, I, just, I think if anything, you'd be like, oh, that's, the, you know, like, I, that's just in my mind. Right. Maybe that way I, I can deal with walking on the streets of San Francisco.
1: <laughs> you know? And hope, I hope you don't meet a uh, chocolate bar lady. Exactly. Right. <clears throat> um. So, normally we focus on really weird shit that usually happens in the U.S., but uh, let's do something a little different. We'll go to the U.K., Yeah, uh, where, um, keeping with the family spirit and uh, a holiday-oriented nut job scenario, (laughs) Um, (laughs) Darren Flux Edmonds uh, is from the U.K., tiny little town in the U.K., uh, called East Cowles, England, Um, and... uh, you know, Flux Edmonds just makes me think Flux Capacitor. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. You know, something I'm like... I'm sure you heard that more than once. Yeah. right. drove him to insanity. <laughs> right. The, you know, we were talking about popular science. I kind of felt something in that genre. Yeah. But um, he was seeing a therapist to deal with a separation from uh, his girlfriend. Uh, or actually, sorry, his wife of like 20 years. Mm. Um, he had told his therapist that... He had nightmares of killing his wife and child. Oh, my God. Um, but he said he would never do anything like that because he loves them too much.
0: Yeah. Um, so. You know, I, 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 that's, that's pretty crazy, you know. Yeah. Um, I do have to admit, though, because <laughs> this story totally made me have this memory. I remember when I first had, uh, and I don't know, maybe 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 I need to go see some, some type of psychologist. But I remember when I first had kids, when they were, like, little babies, I would sit there and <clears> think, like, they're so fragile. Like, like right. if, if I stepped on them or if I just grabbed them, I could break their arms so easily. Right. And like, I not that I would not that I acted on already, you know. But I would ha- sometimes I'd have like weird thoughts of like, like they're so fragile, right? So easy to like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, just, it's it's just, and I don't know why. Uh, I'm just being honest. It's weird. Like I'd hold my kid, and I'd be like, man, I could like just snap their arm in half. Like, right. and I don't think it was more of like, you know, I'm going to do this. It was more of just kind of realizing like, oh my god, these 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 small babies are so fragile right still though kind of a freaky weird thought that i've never admitted to anyone right. before but i ha- i mean i'm just being honest i had those thoughts
1: well and and this happens to parents all the time like they'll they'll be sleeping with their child and they'll wake up in a panic because they thought they had it in their dream they had rolled over rolled over on their child yeah, and yeah, killed yeah. them and in reality, they hadn't done anything. Their child was right there and fine. Yeah, but scary. yeah, but that's like reoccurring things that happen. And, yeah. and I, I wasn't asleep, I was awake then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just giving you the benefit a little of the weird. It, no. Yeah. <laughs> but no, no. I, I think that's like um I, I dated a girl for a while and uh she she told me one night that she was she was watching me sleep and she was like, Oh, he looks so peaceful. I could probably just put a pillow over his head right now. Yeah, and she said, "Like we date, you know this girl, and we dated for like four years." Yeah, and she told me this like the second year we were dating, and she just thought it was funny. That's creepy,
0: man. It was. I've never thought about hurting my wife. No, never even like,
1: never. Yeah, but you, you, just dark sense of humor type thing. It was not ever real. But it definitely felt it. It definitely like made my my hair stand up a little bit.
0: Yeah, but I think if you are having like reoccurring thoughts, yeah, about killing people, like that's that's definitely like uh, something you definitely want to talk to someone about and get some help about. Yeah, that's so, not normal. I mean, you know, like even in this day and age where like video games and violence and everything's you know just kind of in your face and you were exposed to everything, you know, if you wake up every day and you are like, oh man, I think I am going to kill everyone, it's like that's that's not that's not no- a normal thought process.
1: Right. Well, one of the things that his therapist tried to do was reiterate with him that while his wife and he were separated, he hadn't lost everything and he needed to keep a picture of his daughter with him at all times so that whenever he got depressed or had these dark thoughts, he could look down at the picture and know that he had his daughter mm. um, and how much he valued her. Yeah, um, his wife was uh, staying with his uh, her his mom. Or her stepmom. And uh, so she had a work obligation, and he agreed to watch the child for a bit Yeah, um, while she was out. Um, she said he seemed a little different. Uh, he always would, like, come in and ask her if she thought about getting back together. But this time he didn't do that. And she said he seemed very distant. Um, and he said he just didn't feel well. She said, don't worry about it. I'll take the child with me to my appointment. Um, and she remembered thinking she should do that anyway just because he seemed a yeah, little out of it.
0: Th- this is a great story about trusting your gut. I don't know where the story ends, but I will just say always trust your gut. If you think you should do something, especially when it comes to your kid, do it. Yeah. Hands down.
1: Yeah. Uh, but he said she it was fine. He was just not feeling well. Um, so about 25 minutes uh, after she was on the road, she got a long text uh, and it said, uh, congratulations, you finally lost everything. Uh, and um, the last message, or the last part, there was a long part of the message that was redacted. Um, and the last part of the message said, uh, you have taken everything and I will leave you with just memories. Oh, man. So uh, Kiza, their, their child, six, he drowned her her in the bathtub. Um, and then he drowned their two dogs, uh, Maximus and Arnie, um, and placed them on either side of her in her bed, like she was holding them. Yeah. And then, um, then he hung himself. So she immediately called, she pulled over her car right away, called the police. The police got there. They tried to revive her. They did, they were not able to, um, and they had been together for 12 years, not 20, but, um. She said, uh, you know, again, she survived this, and now she said her whole world is over. Yeah. I mean.
0: I mean, like, how do you even, I mean, that, that.
1: Just.
0: I mean, and and you've known this guy for 12 years. They had a kid together, right? Uh I mean, this just goes to show you, man, when you cut, you just got to cut and run. You got to go change your name. I'm all about this. Yeah, just (laughs) get. Like.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, she was staying at, like, imagine this. Now it's her and. Obviously, her stepmom her stepmom cared deeply about her and her grandkids. Yeah. Now, the two of them have to deal, deal with this
0: loss. Issue. What a dick, man.
1: Complete dick. Yeah. And,
0: yeah. Uh, Find a better way to deal with your loss, man. I mean, I, you know, you got a broken heart. Write a song about it or right, something. Cry, exactly. cry, cry into uh, you know, a glass of beer over it. Like, go,
1: go to the Bahamas for a bit.
0: Go to Vegas. Get a prostitute or something. <laughs> like, like, you know, like, do something crazy. Like, I don't know. There's just—there's so many other things you could do— <laughs> <laughs> right. Then, like, destroy all this life.
1: Right. Exactly. Man. um, So we'll kind of keep along with the same topic. Man. Um, rough. Rough. So keeping with families, you remember the TV show Growing Pains? Yeah. Yeah. I you heard know about where, this. You know where this is going.
0: Breaking news. Uh, this, Alan Thicke, right?
1: Yeah, Alan Thicke. He just passed away. Um, yeah. He uh, was playing hockey with his 19-year-old son at an ice arena and collapsed of a heart attack. He was 69 years old. 69 years old. You know, I mean, and I, he and he was looking like still young as ever. Yeah, and, I mean, he's at an ice arena playing hockey with his son. Yeah, I mean, that, um, you
0: know, I mean, that thing, you know, the dude, like. I picture myself when I'm 69. If someone's like, hey, "Let's go play ice hockey," I'll just laugh at them and be like, "Yeah, dude, whatever." Right. You know, like, I like, I'm not, I'm not doing that. Right. You know, the fact that he was like, yeah, "Let's go play hockey," they, it sounds like they probably did this
1: they once did a week. Yeah, they did uh, once a week in a a, a rink in Burbank, California. Um, and yeah, he um, he, his it was just unexpected. They rushed him right to the hospital. Yeah. It was 11 a.m. this morning, so it's really it's fresh. Uh, they just announced it. Um, yeah.
0: The uh, you know, I mean, this is the thing. It, it's obviously any any time somebody uh, loses a, a parent in front of them. I mean, that's, that's it's pretty tragic at the same time. You know, I'm sure Alan Thick at 69 years old, he's lived a pretty good life. Probably thought he'd had another, you know, five, 10 years left on the planet. Yeah, at least, um, you know, at least he was doing what he you know, what he loved to do. He spent time with his kid having fun. I mean, there's a lot worse ways. Oh, yeah. you could go out. Yeah, and he also went out quickly. You know yeah. What I mean? so, so, so I mean, I'm I'm not saying it's a good story, but the, but it could be a lot worse. Certainly not as bad as the two previous stories. No, done. no, no.
1: But um, so, just little little facts that you might not have known about him. Uh, did you know the the name of the show he was on? I said Growing Pains. I think already. Yeah. So, uh, do you know what his name was on the show?
0: Uh, Mr. Thick, Mr. Seaver,
1: Mr. Seaver. Wow, yeah, man, very yeah, nice. Yeah, 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 that's a good one. Uh, do you know what his job was?
0: What's his job? Did he like
1: uh was he a dentist or something? <laughs> no, but Teacher? I, go, going back to the previous topics, he was uh he was a psychiatrist. Ah he had a talk show from uh 80 to 83. Um he um then went head to head with the tonight show uh co- with a show called Thick of the Night with Arsenio Hall. Didn't even know that. I didn't know
0: that either. Yeah. He was on a show with Arsenio Hall?
1: No, Arsenio oh, Hall was Arsenio. his no, Arsenal Hall was the sidekick on his show. That's crazy, isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Um, he was married three times. Mm. Uh, he had just done uh, the TV show Fuller House, you know, Painted Ladies, and yeah, Alamo Square. Um,
0: and I always heard him on all these commercials for like the IRS. He's like, yeah. he was. He became like a spokesperson for like, hey, yeah, you better pay your taxes. Yeah, you know, but, like, like some, I, I, I don't know. I just remember, you know, kind of talking about like, you know, if you haven't paid your taxes in 30 years, call this number.
1: But I'm sure I he mean, was getting residuals back. from all kinds of stuff at this point. Um, I
0: know. I know. That's why I was kind of surprised. I'm like, really? This guy's like doing some kind of endorsement for like yeah. tax cheats? Like what? Yeah. Maybe there's some kind of settlement for some taxes that he didn't pay or something. Yeah. Something,
1: you know? Maybe. Well, maybe it was probably paying off the three wives. That he yeah. divorced that too. before. That too. Um, he had, uh, while he had done all these different shows like um, Growing Pains, talk shows, etc., he wrote. Um, he was a composer. Uh, he wrote the theme song for Different Strokes, Wheel of Fortune, and Growing Pains. That's amazing. His own show. That's amazing. Yeah, I had uh-huh. no idea he was even a composer. Yeah, that's. Uh, that's are you sure that's true? You just made yeah. that up. No, no, no. That's unbelievable. I do, Dude, I did my research
0: before. That, I mean, that's heavy duty, man. That's,
1: dude, this is a this hey, is a serious podcast. We do research.
0: Here. And, the, and you know, it's weird. Like he never had really any kind of scandal about him. You know, like a lot of those kind of uh, sitcoms you hear like back in the day. Like you know, you would assume like, oh yeah, I, I was doing fifty pounds of cocaine an yeah, episode. He didn't you know, seem
1: like to be that guy. You
0: know what I mean? Like he was kind of a sque- squeaky clean guy. Maybe that's just because it was pre-internet TV, perhaps. Um, but I don't remember ever hearing anything kind of goofy about this guy.
1: No. um. Obviously, you know, um, he has uh, his son, Robin Thick, who has been kind of in the news, in and out of the news. But he was always very proud of his son. Um, but he said something very bizarre. Um, he said that he and his wife uh, would listen to Robin's thong- song, their son's song, while having sex.
0: That is weird.
1: Because um, he said it really put him in the mood.
0: That's weird. I mean, he's probably just saying it to be like, eh,
1: no. And really? then, and then, guess what? Robin Thick said,
0: "I'm never playing that song again." Uh, Ruin the song for him.
1: He said, "He said, you need to give back all my music immediately." <laughs> 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 oh man, yeah. So, hmm. anyway, so that's that's our show. There you go. A lot of death. A lot of death. A uh, little bit of uh, humor at the end, but you know, um, definitely. Give us ideas. Any of your thoughts at contact vomiting rainbows uh, contact at vomiting rainbows um, Mike and I are kicking around an idea with another friend of ours to maybe do something a little bit more mainstream and uplisted. Maybe some spinoffs. Uh, so if you have ideas for another podcast, please shoot them our way. We'd love to hear something that's maybe less dark or maybe even more dark. You know, we're yeah. open to everything. <laughs> um, it's called. And- It's called
0: Two Men Weeping. (laughs) Oh, my God.
1: Yeah, we'll just spend an hour crying. Yeah. Uh, And then uh, you can find us at We Vomit Rainbows on all social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. uh, And rate and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play.